Hello and welcome to this week's episode of What Happened for the week of April 14th, 2019. I'm your host, Alec Allen, and this week we have stories in games and tech. So let's start off with games this week. We're going to switch it up a little bit. First story is PlayStation 5 details are announced. It is not coming this year. In a weird PR move, Sony talked about some PS5 details to a reporter who made a story as a way of letting people know. So what are some of the details for the PlayStation 5? Well, the most obvious one is that it will be backwards compatible with PS4 games. Thank God. The hard drive will be SSD, which will help with load times, continued support for PlayStation VR, and surprisingly, support for 8K. That is about all the details for the next-gen console for now. It is officially not coming out this year, which is not a surprise, but it is expected to come out sometime in 2020. Now, for the most part, none of this surprises me. PlayStation needs to have backwards compatibility. That is the one thing Xbox has been killing it at. Also, support for PlayStation VR is not surprising. If they just announced and said, yeah, we're done with PlayStation VR, it's not coming over, we're done, that'd burn a lot of people that spent $100 on hardware and specific VR games. So it's good that they're bringing that over as well. Shows continued support. The only surprising thing was support for 8K, which I have to assume would be upscale to 8K, since the PlayStation 4 Pro now only does really upscale to 4K. Anyway, I'm still excited for next year for gaming, with two new consoles and a bunch of new games coming for it, it'll be very fun. Now moving over to our main section for the episode, which is tech. Amazon is making delivery drivers take selfies when delivering. To try and reduce fraud and theft, Amazon is now asking for delivery drivers to take selfies. This is a part of their Amazon Flex delivery program, and the idea is that when they send in the picture, Amazon's facial recognition will confirm that drivers who, who are who they say they are, and this is to try and reduce fraud and theft. I think this is a good move because, like Uber and Lyft, flex drivers are, quote, independent contractors, unquote. And there have been cases on people passing around the flex account so other people can make deliveries instead of the person who actually has the account. You know, the person who's supposed to be delivering it. This works to fix that issue. However, the next issue would be to try and cut down on the drivers themselves, stealing the packages they deliver. If delivering packages is going to be the main way people buy stuff, this issue needs to become almost a non-issue for that to happen. Instagram is testing hiding likes. Jane Wong is a researcher who discovers what new things social media companies are testing. And this latest one she found is quite interesting. She found that the feature would be instead of showing a number, it would instead be said it would be liked by a username and then others. It would not tell people how many people liked the photo. Miss Wong says Instagram is testing this because they want your followers to focus on what you share and not how many likes it gets. I actually really like this idea and I do not say that as someone with just over 200 followers. You know, kind of small. Over the past few years, people have become obsessed with likes because it validates you in what you post. But it's gotten to the point where something does need to change, and I'm someone who used to be addicted to it as well. A few years ago, every time I post, I thought, well, you know, am I going to hit my all-time high or not? You know, check every 10, 15 minutes. Now I don't care as much. Yeah, I'll still check, but it's not like, oh my god, I need to check it. If I get one with a high count, I'll be like, okay, cool, and move on. Now, the one thing this will kill, possibly would be the influencers. If you cannot show to your advertisers your engagements as easily as before, it might be harder to get deals. Now, Instagram does have some business tools, so as long as they flesh those out, it, they should be fine. Facebook stored over 1.5 million email passwords without asking. Facebook is facing another security and privacy issue with having it been discovered that they had over 1.5 million email passwords from users. Business Insider is saying this happened between May 2016 and last month, where Facebook would ask some new users who signed up to verify their email by providing their password as well. 
When they did so, their email contacts automatically got imported into Facebook, even though they did not ask. Facebook talked to Business Insider and said that they were unintentionally uploaded and that these contacts were not shared with anyone. So uh, I guess another security privacy issue with Facebook. Kind of not surprised here. The story really is just a reminder, I guess, to be careful with Facebook because they are obviously not careful with you. BBM is shutting down. BBM, or BlackBerry Messaging, will be shutting down at the end of May. I should say it's specifically the consumer version. The enterprise version is fine for now. I'm not surprised this is ending as it has died out, at least for regular consumers. But this does bring up a story about how for a short period of time, at least in Ireland, BBM was king. That's right, from 2010 to around 2012, a lot of students at my high school, or secondary school as you call it, would get cheap BlackBerry phones. I forgot the name of it, but it was like the cheaper version of the bold. And the thing was that BBM was basically free unlimited texting between other BBM users. So since phones were only like, at the time, $1 to $200, parents would buy their kids one and soon enough, BlackBerry was king. People would be going, going around school like, hey, what's your BBM and all that. However, after 2012, more and more people moved to iPhone and then eventually Android as they got better. So while BlackBerry was king, it was short-lived. I always like thinking back to that time, thinking what if they stayed on top? I guess we'll never know. Google shows off Android ballot screen. If you remember last year, Google was hit hard by the European Union for violating antitrust laws. And one of the conditions was, like Microsoft, back with Windows 7, offer users a choice of browser. This ballot screen will come to European users in an update with the choices being Chrome, which is selected by default, Firefox, Microsoft Edge, and others. However, some people are not happy. A coalition that pushed for the initial antitrust issue, called Fair Search, were upset, saying, Quote, the Google Choice screen for Android does nothing to correct the central problem that Google apps will remain the default on all Android devices. End quote. So we'll have to wait and see if the EU is okay with this, and if not, challenge it, or if Google will have to redesign it. I understand where Fair Search and others are coming from, but I think this ballot is fine. A lot of apps really need Google Search or Chrome for it to run properly on Android, so switching them could cause complications. I feel there has to be a better way of regulating Google as this really is not it. Uber gets $1 billion investment for self-driving. Uber has gotten a $1 billion investment for their self-driving part of the company. The $1 billion comes from SoftBank, Toyota, and Denso. Together, Toyota and Denso will contribute $667 million, while SoftBank will provide the rest of the $333 million. While this is not big news by itself, it could mean for good developments for Uber in the future. This means that Japanese businesses are very supportive of Uber's efforts, and are now working to help fund them to achieve it. Right now, it looks like Uber's main competition is Google, with Waymo, and the other car companies like Tesla. So again, not huge news right now, but could lead to something down the road. And now to the biggest story of the week. Apple and Qualcomm settle and drop all those lawsuits against each other. In a very shocking move, Apple and Qualcomm have settled. If you have been following along here, Apple and Qualcomm have been suing each other around the globe for around two years. This settlement comes right before one of their bigger cases was about to go to trial. So what is the settlement? Well, besides all lawsuits being dropped, Apple has agreed to pay Qualcomm for an undisclosed amount. They have also agreed to a six-year global patent agreement, which can also be extended for another two years past that. Besides the patents, the main reason this probably happened is that Qualcomm will be giving Apple parts for their iPhones, aka 5G modems. So this is a bit of a shock, and I'd be lying if I didn't say I was disappointed. Based on what I've seen, Qualcomm needed to be put in its place, and I was hoping Apple would be the ones to do it. Turned out it's not, but I understand why. 5G is coming, and they need modems for it. With this lawsuit, their only choices were Huawei and Intel. If they went with Huawei, you'd have to deal with the US government about, oh my god, security issues, blah 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 blah. 
Then you have Intel, which modems are not as good, and they are still a while out for 5G. So Apple had to make a deal with the devil if they wanted to stay up to date with everyone else for 5G. I understand. I hope the US government's lawsuit against Qualcomm does go somewhere. As a result of this move, Intel has announced that they will be quitting 5G development for mobile modems and will instead focus more on 5G modems for PCs and smart home devices. So that's it for this week's episode of What Happened. What are your thoughts about this week's stories? Please let me know on Instagram at TylerCallahanMedia and on Twitter at TylerCallahan95. As always, thank you for listening and see you next week.